Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Season 2, Higher Balance Classics, Timeless Teachings. Rebel Guru Radio is sponsored by Cramp Medic, the most powerful cramp-fighting supplement on the market. Cramp Medic is a fast-acting muscle cramp supplement with active ingredients magnesium malate, apple cider vinegar, and it has cayenne pepper to expand blood flow for rapid delivery of powerful key electrolytes and micronized mineral-dense cramp-fighting nutrients, a combined effect that aids in helping essential nutrients penetrate into tight knotted muscles. This easy-to-take supplement is made for quick response to legs, foot, and other muscle cramps and is designed to rapidly provide relief to cramps and spasms of all kinds. Whether the cause is dehydration, lactic acid buildup, nerve damage, pinched nerves, muscle fatigue, strained muscles, or mineral depletion, Cramp Medic contains a synergistic fusion of 11 powerful, all-natural ingredients that each address cramping on their own. We've combined these ingredients into a specially formulated blend so that you can get relief fast and prevent future cramping from occurring. Cramp Medic for all 650 human muscles. You can order a bottle of Cramp Medic by visiting our website, crampmedic.com, or look it up on Amazon. Magnetic Pill, specially formulated for advancing meditators by advanced meditators. Designed by the rebel guru himself, Eric Pepin, Magnetic Pill was made to enhance results with all higher balance training. Accelerate sensory development, achieve deeper meditations, better overall focus, and so much more. Go to magneticpill.com forward slash rebel for $10 off every month or get a three-month supply with our buy two, get one free special. Welcome to the Higher Balance Expansion Module, the first sunrise. What I'm going to do tonight is it's kind of touching some of the other stuff that I have taught before emerging with probably some, some new stuff or whatever. But, uh, overall, it should be important in some areas to everybody. Um, in either case, what we're going to do in a minute is uh, there's a song that I really, really like. And I played it earlier today a couple times just and got to hear it. And I can make you feel like you know which one it is. It's not okay. And... One of the reasons I like the song is, is, it, is anybody, anybody know why I like that particular song? Do you guys why? Because um, when she's singing, she's doing like poems. Right, she's and going through octaves. Yeah. Okay. Like you ever listen to music and, and certain kinds of music like <clears throat> plateau your, your, your emotions and you feel more than what you feel, but it's a different kind of feel? It's like a feeling of life or a feeling of environment or of a feeling other than just yourself. And it's very fulfilling. And then you lose it very quickly once you come down. It's like you, just, you don't even think about it anymore. You just kind of like come back and you get right back to your normal stage of life. What I want to explain to you guys is, is that you guys have a body. Your body, in my teachings, is a mini or what is called a micro-universe, which we discussed about the other day. Okay? All of the cells in your body, all of the millions and millions of cells in your body, okay, adhere to the laws of what is sent to them by commands. In other words, how does your kidney know how to work? How does your liver know how to work? How do the, the organs in your throat know how to work? Because you have millions of secretion glands that do many different things other than just your normal glands, okay? How does your, your body know for the skin to retract when it's, when it's cold and get goosebumps? Or how does it know to expand and sweat when you're hot? I mean, are you telling it how to function? No, you're not. There's an inner kind of communication going on with your inner universe. It's like you're the second party. You're the second person, okay? And there's another part that's living with you that's like a machine running a program that's sending signals of light, signals of instructions for these cells in your body to do what they're doing. Now, one of the things that you are guaranteed in life is, is one thing for certain that you're going to do it. You're going to what? You're going to die. And as much as you were young and you're youthful, you're not as young as you were just 30 seconds ago. You're not as young as you were five days ago. And you're guaranteed to get wrinkles. You're guaranteed to get old. You're guaranteed for these organs in your body to, to start to cease functioning, to deteriorate, and whatever, etc., etc., etc. 
Well, there is now a discovery that's made in science that there is a cell, and it turns over to put in lambda terms seven times, let's say. And it's what keeps you youth, and it's what corresponds to your aging. If it could reproduce itself, you would live forever. Unless, of course, you had got chopped off or something, per se. But for the most part, your body really shouldn't age. It is a cell in your body, if you will, a cell <laughs> form, that makes you age. Because everything should be fixed. When something breaks, the cell dies, it's replaced by a new one. You keep producing new ones. That's why you just don't age instantly. Do you follow me? I believe it is possible to slow the aging process down. I think it's also possible to control the health of your body. I think it's also possible to control the energy of your body. And I think it's also possible to become energy 100% and become like light. Uh, many great teachers and spiritual masters have reached this level where they just illuminate. Um, or you consume so much energy, you just have a glow, which I have demonstrated at certain times of my own teachings to people, and sometimes not. In either case, you have an entire universe in your body. And the real question, the real question, is not really why the organs are doing what they're doing. It's not that they are being told what they're being doing. The real question is how are they being told what to do? What is the communication? If it tells things how to work, then it does it tell the cell to only turn over seven times? Does it also tell your body only to exist for a certain amount of time? Does it tell your body certain organs to slowly deteriorate even though they repair itself? It's never as good as it used to be. Do you see what I'm saying? And it declines over time. It's not 100% decline, so there's a little bit of repair, but not as good as it used to be. The point I'm making is that they could be as good. Now, illnesses in the body, such as cancer, tumors, cataracts, etc., etc., don't just appear in your body. What, how do they become created? How do they, they get there? They get there because cells that repair the damage now get confused and start taking the things they repair and they start building bad things. So for instance, if this wall was part of the house and I, I am the worker, I am the cell, and this is your, your liver and your kidney, I'm, I'm fixing, I'm smoothing, I'm painting, I'm repairing, I'm doing everything. All of a sudden, I get fucked up a little bit. I get a little stupid. And I decide I'm going to make cancer. Well, I can't just get cancer out of nothing. I need building material. So what creates the death of the kidney? Because now I'm saying I need building material. I start smashing the wall and using this material to build this useless tumor, which does nothing for you except for kill you. Why does it kill you? Because I'm rotting the other part of the wall and destroying it, building it, which means I will have no wall. Eventually the whole ceiling will collapse, which will mean the whole house will be useless because all the cold air and rain will come into the rest of the house. Meaning death to the house, per se, or the death of the body. <coughs> the next question is, is, why does it get confused? Well, we can add the typical drugs because of the signal, the electron signal gets confused, it misses rhythms. It skips beats. The electron pulse running through your body starts sound, sending erratic impulses, and it confuses these cells, and eventually they get so fucked up that they start fucking up what they're doing. The second thing is, is that you start introducing into your body material. When I say material, I say when you every time you smoke a cigarette, you're introducing building material. It's chemicals. They don't know the difference between vitamin A, vitamin B, and vitamin C. They get it. They use it. They find. They go, well, this would be perfect for this, and this is perfect for that. When you start introducing chemicals to your body, even though it's going to fuck them up, they don't know any better. They're like little children. They start building with it. And then it, what it does is it starts spreading to the other cells, creating death also, because it doesn't work with the, the mechanism of your body, your inner universe. Also, you start to screw up the signal for them how to do what they're doing. You change the pulses of your, your inner universe to incorrectly send data through your body to the organs how to work. It gets confused. It's like you being drunk. As an individual, when you make your cells drunk and they start building erratically and they start making a lot of mistakes, and then you, you get off of them, they burn up the material, and then they go, oh wow, and they start repairing it. There's only so many times they can fuck up until eventually you've done irreparable damage. But the most part is, it's really is thought. That is the greatest secret of all. And the greatest secret of all with thought is, is how is it produced? And I was talking about this the other night. I was saying how the universe is a giant living organism, and that 
thought in our brain is by low radiation impulses. That's how we think. These low radiation radiation impulses produced from the brain is what tells the kidney how to, to produce and work. It tells the heart how to beat. It's not just an electrical impulse. It's a low radiation impulse that works through the brain that tells the rest of the body how to orchestrate. It's like a giant universe with million cells going on, but it's a synchrony. It's beautiful. Everything in your body has a cycle. Just like a woman menstruates, we have cycles as men and as women, but on all sorts of levels, little tiny cycles that our body goes through to large cycles. We got all these different things, like solar systems moving around. We have different cycles in our inner body that mimic the whole universe. Everything is repeated over and over. That's science. So we know that the brain uses low radiation impulses. So how does the planet know how to live? How do the plants know how to live? How does the universe know how to live? Because all the suns are throwing off radiation impulses throughout the universe. And it hits the world. And the world reacts to these impulses of radiation from all the stars and all the universes. Again, it's like a giant orchestra affecting this entire living organism. If you want to say that's how God thinks, it's a grander scheme than how our little mind works, but it's just, ours is a micro copy of a galactic level of the same thing. Well, the one thing we want to do is we want to learn how to experience God. We want to be able to hear what the will of the universe is so that we can better function. Now, I want you guys to ask something and think about what I just said. I said, what happens when your body starts to screw up and the cells stop doing what they're supposed to do? start creating tumors and disease and everything? When they stop receiving the correct signal and they start acting on their own or they're like fucked up or whatever, but it's, it's all about getting the right signal, listening to what they're supposed to do. So if they get the right signal, are you healthy? Yes. And if you get the wrong signal or it's temporarily screwed up, what happens? They start to fuck up. Man, it's fucked up. Because we think, we rationalize. We don't listen to God. We do what we want to do. Nature listens to God. So what we have to do, a lot of people believe, is we have to find a way to listen to the vibration of God so we can correct ourselves and become immortal beings, if you will. Highly spiritual beings so that we can harness and, and, and become one with this energy rather than being some kind of screwed up frequency just doing our thing in life, just... You know, going to work, doing our job, coming home, having sex, uh, cooking this, that, getting excited about a movie. We reflect at almost little or none out of this entire week. We give maybe 1% reflection to our spirituality, our ism, our beingness of what we are. We don't think about that. We simply just look like push-button robots just going through the duties of the chores of our life and rewarding ourselves for it. But we never really reflect on, on our spiritualism. Some people believe that the secret to tapping into this outer force of energy is to listen to the inner force of energy. If we are a miniature copy of the universe, then if we could learn to listen to our inner universe and learn how it works and communicate with it and study it, then all we would have to do, if that's a miniature version, we just turn outside to the larger version, and we would should surely be able to understand how to communicate with it. Do you understand this thinking, this, this philosophy? Does this make sense? So one of the things I was thinking about doing today is uh, <coughs> kind of going through maybe a class where we, we, we realize our physicalness. And by having realization of our physicalness, it helps us separate us and have realization that we are something more. Okay? Well, one of the first things that I wanted to do was is I just love this, this piece of music. And one of the things that we do is we listen to music, which are called, uh, or, or tone that we do, which are called alms, which Rita loves. And alms are what are done by Buddhist monks and, and a variety of other cultures that are thousands of years old because they know something you don't understand. Your body is just functioning, okay? And by doing certain tone pitches, your body begins to resonate, and the glands in your throats begin to reset themselves correctly. And there's a certain healing process, not just spiritual, not just anything, but there's a healing process that goes through your inner universe. And 
there is a difference. You cannot let it happen because you have that power, or you can let it happen. And the way you don't let it happen <coughs> is that you analyze it, or you like you think about what you're doing, or what am I supposed to feel? Then there's those who can simply experience it. It's not thinking about it, it's about feeling it. It's about just, just becoming whatever it's doing to you and just letting it create you, which is the difference between man and plant. You see, we don't let God make us. We, we decide everything now because of the way we think. We don't listen to God. We don't experience God. Plants <coughs> let God do whatever it's doing. So the first thing you have to learn is to learn to let go of a certain part of your ism or yourself. That you can, which you consider yourself isn't yourself. By doing the alms, when you let your mind go and you just just go, you know, like, uh, there's a certain point where it uplifts you if you can let go. And it's a very pleasant, relaxed, purifying feeling. And it's, it's just, and you can let go of everything within you. And when we do alms, we believe that when we're done, our minds are clear, everything's clear, our mind isn't busy thinking with, with stupid thoughts. It's clear. And when it's clear, you can receive this galactic source of uh, impression from the universe is hitting you. But there is also a third inner secret within all of this that most people don't realize. And it may be one of the most important things that I could point out to you. Emotion is really an enemy to a certain degree. And a lot of people are going to say, what? What do you mean emotion? Because emotion is very important, too. But you see, there's a part of you that's real, and there's a part of you that is biochemical. Okay? It's a chemical reaction that is released by all of the reactions done to you. If I did something, ah, there is a certain release of adrenaline and excitement. The truth of the matter is, for all of you guys, that's really not you. You're amused, and your amusement is a reaction as to how you're supposed to respond, which you learned sociologically since childhood from other children, from other parents, from your peers. There's another part of you that really is just very, what I call, sullen, very ambivalent or indifferent to, to your feelings. But we've intertwined this chemical with the electrical part of us so that we can't tell the difference anymore. It's like, it's like shaking oil and vinegar. Our emotions, in most part, is what prevents us from awakening spiritually. Because it keeps us occupied mentally so that we can't reflect spiritually. Let me explain. Everybody has been there. Let me explain what there is. Sounds like I'm, I'm on nitrous. Uh, what I'm saying to you is, there's a point where you're really tired. You're not tired enough to sleep. And there's other people around you, but nobody's really talking to you. They're doing their own thing, and there's music playing, whatever. And, right, you with me? And you're sitting down, and you're just kind of tired, and you have no expression on your face. You're just kind of like spacing off. You know what I'm saying? Like that moment when there's nothing really going through your mind, you're just kind of spacing off. Am I right or wrong? <clears throat> is it not a pleasurable feeling? Mm. It's a certain kind of zoned out, but is it not a form of almost like you're relaxed? It almost feels good to just let your mind not think anything, feel anything, just total shutdown. That is closer to your real true self than anything right now that you guys are reacting. 90% of what you use a reaction are right now is biochemical, okay? Now, you got to remember now how I think, okay? You are <coughs> a energy coexisting in a physical matter body. So there's some of you guys in this class who don't know what I'm talking about. My other students have been around with it and going, oh, cool, cool, keep going. So now they're like, no, 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 back up to them. I have to. You our energy, your energy's potential for soul. Soul, if you're dead and you leave your body, what are you? Your energy. Well, this energy is in this physical body, coexisting with you. You can't smell as energy. You can't see optically as energy. You can't hear sounds as energy. You can't taste as energy. You can't reach out and touch the textures of this energy. You need a physical machine 
that collects the data and takes this texture and records it into millions of electrons going to my brain and storing it as energy. It's converting it, just like the TV does. You can't smell, taste, hear, or touch. It doesn't appear to be there, but it's harnessing it and it's converting it so that we can experience it. Well, we are energy. We can't even see this dimension. If we wanted to touch something, we'd pass right through it. We're energy. So we need a physical body so we can experience this dimension, this, 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 this realm, this structure, and collect data. If we hear, it turns into electricity. If we see, it's turned into electrons. If we taste, it's turned into electrons. Right? For what reason? Because we are electrical beings. We are souls. So the brain is the machine, and the electricity works in it. It's really us pulling levers, pushing buttons, moving things and stuff so that we can operate this machine. So we coexist thinking it's who we are. It's not who we are. We're something more than that. But because we can't remember who we are, that part is shut down. So we intertwine the, the electricity and the machine, the apparatus, believe they are one, but they are two. So the machine now starts to take over and dominate who we really are as souls. And that's where you have to define it. amplifies feelings. It amplifies emotions. It creates responses that really aren't ours. It's part of a mimication of learning. We want to learn in this dimension. So it becomes so dominant, it suppresses really the core of our spirit. So we forget really who and what we are. We only have glimpse moments through a window. When we sit and we stare and we feel that, that, that moment of something beyond that we don't have a name for. It's simply a feeling. Or here, I'll go on on a stretch here and sound a little ridiculous, but it's like taking a shit on the toilet. No, 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 hear me out. You get up, you wake up, you go to the room, or even, even during the day, and you take a shit and you're sitting on the toilet and there's the hum of the, 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 the fan there's nobody in the room, and you just start to space out. You just kind of relax. You let your body go. You let your body go. Through, but there's a certain part of your mind that is in another void, just for a few moments. And it feels good. But it's not like a laughter good. It's not like a dancing good, but it's good. It's not a drug good, but it's good. It's not because you're taking the shit and you feel relieved. Or part of it is. But the point is, is that there's also another part of you pay very special attention, and that is the secret. Is you have to have self-observation. Remember that word. Everybody repeat it. Self-observation. That's the secret to discovering your consciousness. That's the secret to discovering where you are hidden. And remove this identity that, that you believe is you, so that you can awaken to this higher tonal. When you can start to reflect and realize your higher tone, you as an energy being, the energy starts to move faster because you give it attention. Do you follow me? You have realization. You start to feel and sense things. When you can clear certain emotions out of your mind, okay, you will find that your ability spiritually or psychically can be enhanced a hundred times. Have you ever... Have you ever sat down or laid down in the bed and you hear something and it's playing, but your mind is in a void, it's just kind of out there, and you hear some background music, and then all of a sudden it's playing really loud in your head, it's, or sound is really loud, or whatever it is, it's really loud, it's not coming from anything, it's like something from somewhere else, but it's in your head. And then all of a sudden you think about hearing it, and it goes, it just stops. Now, maybe it's just me. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I get this Mozart thing in my fucking head. I mean, I get a pretty high IQ, but I'm assuming everybody does. Is. Does everybody ever? Oh, yeah. It's a very rare moment. It's one of the things that you can't remember. You're not supposed to remember it. You reflect on it for very long. Do you understand? That is a higher <coughs> consciousness. It's just that you can't reside there when you use your brain. So the second you think about your brain, it snaps off. The moment, and then you start playing around with it. You're laying and you're like, did I just do what I thought I did? Because it sounded really cool. <laughs> so then you try to recreate it and you let your mind go. And you realize, you think, you don't realize you're doing it, but you realize that you have to let your mind go because you've already realized if I think about it, it'll stop. And then you start trying to make the music in your head again. And then all of a sudden, when you forget about what you're doing, <coughs> the music starts again. And it gets really, really loud. And the second you hear a scratch or a movement or something, it goes right back down to a very faint tone to nothing. 
Is it just me or does everybody understand what I'm saying? This is part of your inner verse. You can do anything within your mind. You can, you, can, you can leave your mind and go into a total hologram universe and make it as real as this room right here, right now, if you can learn to enter it. The problem is the machine prevents you from crossing over into that realm. Now, for the longest time, I would teach my students to meditate, meditate, meditate. And meditation is huge because it does not only just do several things for them, but it also teaches you the concept from the movie uh, Karate Kid, wax on, wax off. Okay? And he says, why are you making me do this? I said, well, not I, but the, the teacher says to him, well, because you're going to learn to be, well, 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 and he swings at it, and the kid goes like this really fast, and he knocks his hand out, and he's like, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize I could do that that fast. Well, that's just because you're doing one thing doesn't mean you can't learn other things. So this meditation that I'm doing really transcends over to this, but it's all at the right time and the right place to expose new things to the student so that he has other realizations. Otherwise, they're so transfixed with getting the big thing that they never can get up there because they haven't collected enough tools for the whole hike to make it. So, inside of this place, your mind is so beyond your comprehension, beyond the, the comprehension. I've always said that aliens have an intrigue in the human race. And I never really specified exactly why. And I'm doing this more for tape than really for your guys' sake, because I don't really know if you'll understand this. But, and of course, you need other classes to understand this. But there, there's a fascination with human beings, okay? Now, either one of the fascinations is us wanting to believe that there's a fascination in us so that we can feel more important, okay? Or there really is a fascination. And the, the difference is aliens lack a certain kind of creativity. They're machines. They're methodic thinkers. A lot of people believe that they're, they're like bees, and they work in unison together rather than singular, while human beings are doing singular. The truth of the matter is they can't go to that place that I just described. It doesn't exist. It's incapable to their design. You could learn to exist as a, as a higher being in a physical body, kind of like what I do, for those of you who think I'm happy to say that's okay, you're not that fine. It's totally brainwashed. But in either case, you want to be able to exist in this higher level. So I, I go to that higher level. That place where you hear that music sometimes, that place where it's kind of like you, you hear it very crisp and very clear and it goes off because you, you lose your mentalness. I exist there whenever I go into a spiritual mode. In fact, there's deeper and deeper levels where it moves faster. And it's clear. It's so clear. It's clearer than water. It's like, it's like you guys' minds work to me like muddy water. You can't penetrate it, but it's water. It's like energy. But mine is, is where the mud has cleared, and I can see all the detail in the water penetrating through it. The mind just works clear. It's like being on a, a super drug for mentalness. Okay? And I was watching a show the other day. Uh, 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 Gene Roddenberry's uh, final something. It's a, it's a space movie. And they were talking about how they um, were they have this enhancer for the brain and stuff. And it says, you know, wow, you know, I'm always looking for ways to better describe in English what it is that I'm experiencing. So that if I can explain it better, one can mimic it, one can create it also. But that's the idea of taking the knowledge of here, bring it down here, is communication. It's, it's a way of transcending this thought. So I, I, I found it very interesting as to how they explain it. This is nowhere as to, to what, it, what it is, but it's still uh, bridging that small gap. So by doing certain exercises, you become more aware. And those exercises are called what? What is the secret word? Self-observation. Okay? Because the more that you observe yourself, the more you move your body. Everybody move their body like this. Move your hand like this. Now, some of you guys are just moving it. Some of you guys are thinking about moving it. What I want you to do is clear your mind, and I just want you to become aware of it. And what do you what do you feel? You feel the joint moving in your arm, don't you? You feel the heaviness when it flips. You also feel your elbow and the weight. That is self-observation. Now this is an extension of you, but it's not you. If you say A, B, C, D, where do you say it? Here. So what is this? This is all rooted in together. So, I had to run an errand, sorry. 
So by realizing this, this is a point of self-observation. What are you? Are you a machine? Do something else. Close your eyes for a minute. Now, take your tongue and feel the inside of your mouth. Don't just move it around. Feel it. Feel these carnivorous, smooth, structured, square blocks in your mouth. These structures that are, are just about four inches below your brain. Does that really feel like you? Think about it. Nobody really thinks about their teeth. The same way you can't feel your heart, you can't feel your lungs, you can't feel your intestines, but yet they're all there. We only relate to everything outside of us. If through self-observation we could pay more attention to the structures and the mechanisms of the body, what happens is the brain starts to the energy. Eventually you get to the point where you learn how the cycles are moving within your own body. When you do that, it's like all of a sudden you have self-realization and it's like a burst of, a, of, a, of something coming out of you saying, I am. As long as you think this density is you, then that is what you will be. If you never question it, you will always be this machine, this organism on this planet that simply moves and reacts and has a certain way of responding. <coughs> okay? There's only so many responses one can get. But if one can sit down and, and do self-observation every day, the more that you pay attention to your self-observation, the more you pay attention to your body and organisms, the more your mind starts to relate to this hidden energy. Because it's really about energy. There's one thing you're doing when you're doing this. Put your arm out. Take your hand and without touching the hair on your arm, run it so that it just barely touches it. And pay attention to the feeling. Now this is an abnormal thing for you to do, but we've all done it when we were young. Haven't we? Everybody's done it at some point, particularly when you were young. You studied your body. You studied when you were younger, you were more spiritual. You were more sensitive to energy, to feelings, to senses. Why? Because you were aware. You were studying the vessel that you were in instinctually. Because you were still a spiritual being, but you just couldn't recall what. It hadn't locked up yet in your head. The machine hadn't taken over fully. So you feel and you explore things. When you turn in and you explore, it raises your sensitivity. It increases it. So through self-observation, we raise our consciousness. We also become more sensitive to the people around us. People turn around and they say, uh, I was complaining about his breath. And he was like saying to me, well, how can you smell it or whatever? I said, I, I just do. Why? Because my sense of smell is intensified because of my awareness. Uh, my sense of hearing is, is intensified. And mainly my students can attest to a lot of the little things they see me do from time to time that... There are certain things that, that I do that average people don't, okay? But the thing is, is that you want to do these things, because if you can reside in this higher state, what is the one thing that you do in life? You experience life. So if your senses are higher, you sense more and experience more of life. Do you follow me? This music that I started off talking about, the reason why I love it so much is because, one, it's a tonal. It puts me in that state of mind. If you let yourself go, that I've been talking about. Now, there's different levels to that state of mind. There's sometimes you can be so good there, and it's just like so incredible the state of mind because I can just walk around in it. And then there's higher tones where I just look at things and I can see the energy on a tree. I can see it literally breathing in and out. Okay, and I'm on no drugs. I can feel the warmth of somebody from a distance. I can feel what it is to be them because energy. Can Mimic. It, it touches for a moment and it clones it. It's like you just become that person for a moment. If you can become that person for a moment, you get out of it. You experience what it would be like. You can hear music. Such music is so incredible. If you guys know the music I'm talking about, when you start to daze off and you hear this, this music, it's almost like if you were if you could write music and record it, you know it would be a masterpiece. Because in your mind, you could be a total idiot as a human being, but this place is perfection. It's an energy dimension that exists 
within your mind. It's connected to vast worlds and vast dimensions that you coexist in. You don't walk in just one place. You walk in multiple places. It's just a matter of you choose to become aware of them. When I listen to this music, there's a part of me that knows it's foreign. But let me tell you something. The human race basically came from the same species, one species. That species split and created more of our species. It split and created more, okay? We just didn't just appear. Even if we were monkeys, it was a baseline of one monkey or two monkeys or whatever that developed and created the species. So it means that we all probably have the same genetic DNA, okay? What I'm suggesting to you is this. There is a part of you that from all cultures of the world that is recorded in your cellular structure. They now believe that one of the reasons why people can recall past lives, because science is balanced. So they're trying to find answers, and I believe in science a lot, but I also believe in spirituality. And I think they're one and the same. I think it's just a matter of understanding it. But what they're saying is that the reason why somebody can remember like a castle, or remember a road, or remember a town, or speak a language, is because it's recorded from your grandmother's 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 grandmother, or grandfather, grandfather, grandfather. And when they spoke it, when they gave the gene, the gene recorded with like a, a tiny fingertip. <coughs> now, in science, that's, that's the entire Smithsonian. We're still unraveling the technology of the cells of our body. <coughs> so what I'm saying is, is that there are vast oceans of awareness inside of you, whether it be spiritually or physically, it's just a matter of using our energy like a computer to grab the data. I would like to believe, and I do believe, that a lot of people have lived other lives. And anybody who is spiritual, anybody who's even in this room listening to what I'm saying, even if you were dragged here, you still didn't, you still ended up here maybe for a reason, maybe not. But the point is, is it's very lucky likely, which is lucky also, that you've lived other lives. And if you are spiritual in any way, maybe you're having awoken. Some people don't awake until they're 30 years old and realize how spiritual they are. You lived in other countries and other cultures, but the place that you likely lived at one time is the spiritual hub of the world, and that is India. And no matter how unusual or how different it thinks, it's the brain that goes, oh, I don't like that music. Oh, it's... But if you listen with the soul and you Feel it. You don't have to understand what the person is saying. They're transcending and sending you an energy emotion. It is up to you to take it in and let it fill you and let it and let it change you. Let it let it transcend you the same way that you sit and you space out and you're in that place. Let it take you <laughs> to whatever it's trying to show you. In ancient times and ancient teachings. This is something that I've taught my older students. Some of my new students haven't heard this before. And this is something you need to understand. We walk around in everyday life and we just see everything as it is. In a time before, before whatever we know in archaeology and history, this is a secret of sorts, structures more language, buildings, more languages, walls, and the depth of the wall, and the width of the wall, when you walk through it, or a language talking to you. And that doesn't make sense to some of you at first, but what I'm saying is, they just didn't build the wall because it was a hallway. They built it a certain width, at a certain height, and if you walked down it, it would change how you felt. You literally <coughs> feel something when you went down this hallway. They would build circular structures with certain arches, not too low, not too high, but because it would invoke in you a certain feeling, energy, a, a spiritual consciousness, if you will. It's like a language. You know, what a lot of people don't know is, is they, they said thousands of years ago we couldn't write words. We didn't have that knowledge, and it's true. But we did preserve a way of writing. And a lot of people don't know this. The writing was in dance. In certain dance, certain movements, okay, is words. And people who understand their old way can look, and it's 
it's really telling a story like a film and you can see it in your head. It's like a computer writing out words, but instead it's acted out through the body for each movement, for each each turn, okay? It's literally a form of communicating that you feel. You feel it. Why do you feel it? Because you were there at that time, at that life, at that place when you died and you moved on to another life. But when you look at it, you know it's telling you something. When you look at certain structures, you feel something if you let yourself go to that level. You can experience on a whole different level than what you see this wall, this house, whatever. You literally can feel the emotion of it if you let yourself feel it. If you pay attention through self-observation, you will feel an environment. And it will tell you something. Well, we've lost that skill, but it's still here randomly. But in the ancient structures, in the ancient temples, everything, when you walk in there, you don't know what it is, but your heart starts pounding faster. Your breathing starts picking up. Because your mind instinctually starts taking the structure. The structure is light. It's transfused into the brain. It's energy, electricity. Little millions of pieces. And that structure, instead of going... When the brain sees the structure in a certain mathematical structure, instead of going like this, it goes... Instead of... Which is kind of what this is doing. It's just kind of random when we see the structure, it creates a certain rhythm. And that rhythm tells you awaken or exert, summons a surge of emotion. You don't understand what it is. <clears throat> they would build these temples in, in Persia so that you'd walk into these engines way out. And they couldn't even mind. You'd, you'd ride on camelback for like three weeks or several months to get to these places way out in the deserts or way out in the mountains. And you'd go through these valleys that were secret places. And most people were killed in the process of trying to get to them. They would get there. And they would walk, and they'd go, oh, my God. And they would see this place. And they would walk in, and the people would never leave again. They would be, whatever was in this place, which was supposedly a school of mysticism, of ancient knowledge, okay? They would go in. They would never leave. <coughs> they said that when they walked in, the people were changed. They became great spiritual beings. And you have to ask yourself, why? How did this happen to these, these men who were seeking this out? A, because they probably were spiritual in those past lives in the past, but it was recessed. But when they went into these ancient buildings and they stepped foot into it, all the structures were perfect. Every square foot of this giant, massive complex, instead of just went, everything changed the essence of who they were. It, it shifted a part of their consciousness to such a level that they became like super beings, like, like mystical, wise, spiritual beings who resided. And they didn't leave because when they left, the influence of this structure, of this, this influence on the mind, would collapse eventually. And they would not be who they could be within the confines of that structure. Pretty interesting, yeah? So, we dance in part because it makes us feel a certain we don't realize that. It's more than just listening to the beat. It's more about feeling. If you listen to how certain things make you feel, which I've touched on with students before, but we never really got into this detail, it changes the states of consciousness. And certain music can change the states of consciousness. So I, I listen to certain kinds of music, like the Indian music, because it makes me remember when I lived in India. It, it surfaces pockets and pools of, of knowledge. When I can live my mind's zone, and experience it, not dance to it, not listen to it, not not try to figure out what it is, not sit there and say, well, what kind of music? But to literally let it transform me is what I what I do. And it, it, it releases something in me that's profound. And everybody sits here and they see me just kind of sit there going like this, but inside it's 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 something changing. And it reminds me of a better time, a better state of consciousness. But if it, you can remember one thing, it surfaces many things. You see what I'm saying? So, octaves also have an impulse in the brain. Like, when we go, ah, to some of us it means something. To others, they feel nothing. That's because they don't have the self-observation. Their normal red cells just kind of just living life. 
or if you're just choosing not to experience what I'm talking about. Now, I do I do psychic sweat whenever I change the shift to a high sweat. And just doing that, I just shift it, okay? But you guys probably don't understand that, okay? In either case, what is amazing what she's doing is, is that even though it was created for a movie, the music piece was actually a piece that was originally taken from ancient, like sutras they call them, like ancient teachings, which are actually not really for music. They're designed to raise your consciousness. But some people think they're so beautiful because they feel it. They don't know why why, why they're so attracted to it. Because I, I just told you what. It's changing. It's making them remember. But to them, they don't realize that. They say, oh, well, that's beautiful. We've got we to use this piece of music. The piece of music was designed. Ah, it's taking you through these octaves. And if you let your mind go, it will shift your consciousness. The problem with is, is it's too short. It only goes for like two minutes, and then it's all over. What you need to do is to get it reproduced so that it lasts for an hour, and then maybe you'll get somewhere really. But for the moment, if you can let go of your youth, if you can <coughs> let go of your thinking as a typical human being living your life, if for a moment you can just let yourself escape into what I'm saying, there is a chance for you to exist beyond all of this. It's, it's a thread that is, is to let you out of a prison. And you have to hopefully see what I'm saying. You may feel nothing, and then you, if you feel nothing, you'll say, well, it's a bunch of shit. But there's those who feel what I'm talking about, and they know. They know. And you can feel it. There's not a word to describe it. And it's interesting. I played it earlier. And for me, it's like, boom, you know, it feels the right way. And then I had other people who listened to it, and I didn't go say anything. They just didn't even care. They were just like, blah, 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 blah. So from the level that you guys are, are, you have to fight to experience this. You have to just let it overtake. Don't think about nothing. Just think about what this lady's doing. She's, she's, her whole heart is being poured out. It's being part. She's actually like in a trance, you got to understand. And she's letting a sound out of her body. The sound that's coming out of her body isn't even words in their language. It's really octaves of soul, which is a dimensional consciousness. And she's gliding in this, this energy place in her mind. And she's transcending this from an energy vortex, like a TV, and she's releasing it all for us. So we, if we can catch it, we can loop it and bring it into our ears, okay, and let it send us to this dimensional place temporarily that she's, she is bringing it from. But if we process it with the brain, it will be an experience. It'll just say, oh, well, it's hurting. And you may not be able to do it the first time or the tenth time. But if you understand what I'm saying, it can change you. It's an emotion. It's a feeling. And what she's doing is, what the sounds really are is absolute love, absolute pain, absolute everything. I want you guys to think about something. And I'm here to teach. I'm not here to hold your hands. I'm not here to say pretty things. I'm not <coughs> in college where I have to edit what I teach you guys and be careful what words I use. Okay? So I'm going to say, was it, nice, was it a nice experience? Now I'm going to tell you something. Those aren't words. It's not a language. I want you to think of you're having sex. And you're right in that middle of that organ, organism. There's a part of you that says, I can't scream out. I can't. Ah, I can't live. Whatever it is I'm feeling, it's not a word. It's just, ah, and it feels good, right? Ah, right, right, am I right? Come on, let's not play night in school children. Let's be real, okay? There's a part of you that's never releasing it. So we have one good, and you really could, you just go, ah, what the fuck is that? Right? Listen to this lady. Now, she ain't having sex. She's not, it's not about sex. It's about just, Something coming out of her that's just speaking a universal language. It's it's about it's about her son that died and seeing the son once again. Her her love for the son is, is like screaming. It's screaming. It's beyond words. It's it's about seeing God and and there's no word that transcends words. It's about it's about every emotion in your body that's felt like I feel love. I feel joy. I feel hate. It's 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 about feeling it, not saying it. And she's just ah, and, and she's just becoming something more than mortal. Something more that tells us we have to fit in this little square structure of society and use words. And I'm angry. I'm frustrated. What is this that I'm 
explanation of what I've learned to express. My mother goes, Google that and Google. And I go, this is how you learn. And they smile on your faces like your mother, they're like your father, they're like your brothers. How you act is something similar to somebody else. How you deal with it, it's all a million different styles. It can be counted. But when she's sitting there and she's like, I can't speak, it's just, and she's just letting it out. It's, it's, it's releasing something from so deep in the soul. And it's like, you know, I don't know. I, I visualize sometimes if, if, if the women were, or even the men, if we were living the past life and we were, if we were in India, I see this giant orange like like a uh, 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 platform of stone, and it's very warm out, and I see pillars. I see another like kind of like an orangey type marble stone. You know what I'm talking about? Not like bright orange, but like a a, a deep brownish arch. And I see a woman just dancing, and she has like white, and it's flowing, and it's just like that, and she's just ah, and then she just becomes light. She just goes beyond. If you just could feel or visualize that just for a moment. You understand what I'm saying? Just to become part of something that you could have been without thinking about it. Or just the fact that she just, ah, it's, it just transcends life. It's not about words, it's about letting something out of you that not one of you guys can do. Not one of you guys can do it because you guys are machines taught that you can't do it. You should feel ashamed, you should feel embarrassed, you should feel awkward, you should feel like you can't do that. You can't do, ah, somebody's gonna think you're having an orgasm about that. <laughs> Right? But there's a part of you that wants to. And never for your whole life will you do it. You will grow old before you let yourself do that. But when we're by ourselves, we might think about it. Okay? So ask yourself a question. If you feel the need to do that, why don't we do that? What is telling us that we need to do that? If we did that, do you think that we'd live forever? Do you think that, that maybe if we could just let that sound out of us, whatever it was that it was some ancient part of our being, our DNA, from the beginning of time, that's been, that's been strapped down from the conformity of how we're supposed to live, how we're supposed to exist, how the destructionalized life, that if we could let it really out, and the only time we can let it out is when we have sex, and half the time we don't even do that, and even it's, it's like bliss, it's like absolute bliss. And you know what's funny? When you're having the orgasm, you let that sound out or that feeling, it's not even anymore about being fucked. It's about a state of mind that feels so perfect, so released, so uninhibited. If you really think about it, it's a very beautiful state of mind. It's not even anymore about sex. It's just that the sex is such an overpowering thing for us naturally that we don't no longer think about controlling how we're supposed to feel. When we have sex, if we really have good sex, it's about really letting go, isn't it? It's about just, just letting it out. So what happens is sometimes you cross over to that place I'm talking about, and all of a sudden you just, yeah! okay? <laughs> and, and it feels good, and it's great, and it's incredible if you feel charged. And that's where this lady is just hanging for, for 10 minutes. She's just like letting her soul out. And that's what you have to reflect on. You have to have some, some mental self-observation about what I'm saying. Because... If it's not this, it's all the other little things that you should be experiencing. And you should you should lift this part of yourself but by being sullen sometimes, by not letting your other emotions confuse you, which are chemical, and just letting your mind just be so at peace and just so gentle. You see almost sometimes Christ. Christ was not ah, hey, ah, ah. he was almost like this, just like a very sullen person. And so was Buddha, so was Christian. And then it could be also very energetic, also like myself. But when they went into the spiritual state of mind, when you think about them, you see them as just very bland and very loving. There's like a love that comes from them, but it's not like, oh, sweetie. Like, oh, honey. It's like, it's like you can feel it. And so you look into their eyes and you, you see something or feel something that is an expression of love that's not part of the chemical of what you're supposed to look like love is. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's about a transcendence of your soul. It's about a resignation from some deeper part of yourself that every one of you guys is afraid to let out. That's afraid to look at. But if you could, if you could not care about what anybody thinks or says, you could awaken something so incredible inside of you that no words can describe. This world, even though you can't hear it, we use words like tunnel to explain it. 
you, you can think on a, a more structural level as a human being. The Earth is a very low tunnel. It's like, and it's pushing to stay at this level. But there's times when you slip past this level in your state of mind, you go to this higher place and you look around and you're like, wow. And it becomes, it pushes you down. It pushes you right back down to where you were. So you go, what was it that I just experienced? What was it that I just felt? And what you felt was this higher dimension for a moment. The idea is, what we teach spiritually when we meditate, I always say to them, the idea is to reach those higher states of mind so that you can experience as much as you can. And when you come back, hopefully you can keep some of the things you learned and use them in this dimension. So the sacred is what? Is, is getting to that state of mind and not just experiencing it, okay? And just going, wow. But to utilize it in other ways. You see, right now your mind is peace. It's, it's right now, it's like on a certain level. And if you look around the room at each other, go ahead and take a look. If you feel in the middle of your chest as you take a breath and you look at everybody, you will feel a certain energy. It's like peacefulness right now. Everybody's mind is quiet. It's not babbling. If it is, it's just babbling just a little. There's not any thinking going on. No words. It's just a state of mind that's just like healing and experiencing. Now imagine... Being able to keep this feeling and going outside and looking at a tree and hearing that same music as you look up at the stars and the canopy of the tree. Look at this feeling. And imagine having this feeling, listening to the music, looking at someone you love and staring at their face. Imagine also looking at your mother as she's growing old and the things that she can't say to you about her growing old that's just not considered something you talk about or about their love that they lived or the mistakes in their life that they may have made. Or think about feeling this way and, and simply just looking at a yellow flower in the sun and just studying the structure of the flower, the curves, the colors, the, the, the light as it reflects off of it. It's the state of mind that you're doing here that makes the difference. It's a way of experiencing because you feel something when you look at that flower. You can feel your mother inside of you when you look at her to be her and to, to understand in ways that you would not understand before. Just saying, oh, mom, I feel sorry for you or whatever. You feel that is life. That is about learning to experience life in higher levels. <coughs> to keep the state of mind, and my older students <coughs> don't know what I'm hinting at, okay, is, is the longer that you can keep it, it's really true self. You know, we, we think we're supposed to be all happy, joyous, dancing around. But the truth is, that's not that, that what we completely are. You can do all those things. But a spiritual man, when he is at his true spiritualness, there's a certain kind of sullenness in him. But when Christ looked at the people, he looked at in their face and felt what they felt. And Buddha looked at the people and felt what he felt when he touched their face. And Krishna, they were in the state of mind that I'm describing to you now. Can you not see the truth of what I'm saying? It wasn't a boisterous love. It wasn't a love. That, it was a love of just feeling that, that motion like you were feeling in that music. The feeling of not anything going through your mind, but the absolute giving of life. And experiencing that's true love. Because even if you experience it, you, you are, are moved by it in a way that's not typical moved. Do you know what I'm saying? And if you're moved by it, you give. Just want to say I understand you lift as you give back, and there's a, a way of lifting. So what I'd like you guys to do is to think about self-observation before you try to recreate the state of mind. Self-observation means think about your body, think about your leg moving, think about your stomach, think about your body, think about the structuralization. It helps you to cross over to the state of consciousness that I'm talking about. You know, you guys used to create these moments. You've forgotten them. You've grown old. You see, when you were a child, you went to this place. You went to this place every time you walked out to a place where there was a field or a forest, or you looked up at a tree for a few moments, you felt something. You've just forgotten. You don't think about how you felt then or what it was that you felt. I think I felt it once when I went back in time, that's a whole other story, but it's a time that uh, I was young and I was walking 
out on a sunny day, and I remember walking out to this like little pond, and it was like tall yellow grass everywhere as I was walking through it, and I could hear the grass crunkling between my feet, like and, and the shoes are not between the crushing, and the smell of the the kind of the grass dried, and I could feel the sun on me, I could feel the crunch, and I walked and I laid down, like kind of like on a stone, looking into the water, and I could see my reflection, and I could see the sun was really bright, and I penetrated my eyesight, like looking into the water, and focusing, and I could see this this whole world of, of insects moving around in the water, and I could see these eggs from a frog, and I just remember being in this like really intensive high state of mind, like everything was, it wasn't about me, it wasn't about what I wanted. It wasn't about needing something or being hungry or, or, or going to do something. It was just a, a point of just inzism, of just simply existing without any thought. And I could experience the whole pond. I could experience the sun. I could experience everything. It put me in this like state of mind. And I stood up and I just like looked around. And when I looked around, I could feel more from the land. I could feel more for something. I remember walking in this state of mind in this like field area and seeing some of my friends and seeing them play. And I remember feeling very abs uh, ab like abstracted from them. Like they were a scene from a movie playing. And I just remember like observing it, not feeling that I was a part of it. But just simply seeing the existence. And it was a very unique feeling. I liked the feeling. And then of course somebody came over to me and said, hey, what's up? And then instantly I snapped into to the mode of, hey, what's up? And off and played with them. But there was a state of mind that was that transcended the normal state of mind. And we lose this as we grow older. We don't reflect on it. We become more and more a product of commercials, TVs, music, going out and doing stuff. Uh, we have to stimulate, stimulate, stimulate. And we never really reflect on, on that state of mind. And if we do, we sit down and we look at a tree and we go, oh, that's really nice. And we look at something and we go, yeah, that's nice. It's really pretty here. I like it. But we never really allow ourselves to go to that place, that state of mind that just kind of looks at everything and just kind of experiences it. When I do stuff with the wind and I make it stop or I make it blow, for those of the students who didn't want to share what I'm talking about, who've been there, I'm in that state of mind. I love the it's not a matter of stop. It's a matter of me feeling like I'm in the wind as at the same time I'm existing here. I can't explain it quite how, but it's, it's I'm, I'm two things at the same time. But you are two things at the same time. You are a hand reaching out there, your hand touching this. So you experience both at the same time, but your consciousness is here. So who's to say the limitation of, of what your consciousness can experience? So when I become the wind, I choose to stop the wind by choosing to stop myself. And it stops. When I do something or I do something, it's, it's again in that state of mind. I can do nothing, nothing, when I'm in an ordinary state of mind. But when I go into this higher state, I know what Christ was doing. I know what Buddha was doing. I know what they were doing. Because it's a certain power that comes with it. But it's a power that if you think in a negative way, you can do nothing with it. It just it drops you back down to this mode. But if you can let yourself go, the things you can do are just phenomenal. But like the dream mode, like the time when you can hear the music, and the second you think about the music, it stops. So you have to build the skill to cross this abyss. You understand? It's skill, it's practice. A lot of people ask us, where's the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the Foundation Meditation System. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation Meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, 
you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at Higher Balance Institute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. Meditation. It's more than just relaxation. There are different kinds of meditation, just like there are different tools to do a job. Finding the right kind of meditation will decide whether you awaken or whether you just simply drift. Energy. More than just a thought, but of movement that you can literally feel through your body. Visions. More than a faded idea within your consciousness, but rather a vivid reality so clear it'll make you question reality itself. Meditation, if used properly, will show you how to move the currents of your mind into a better life, a more prosperous life, consciousness expanding, memory improvement, inner balance, higher balance. Most of all, discover who and what you are and what you can do. Join us at Higher Balance Institute. We'll help change your world. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio.